When you rely on the Internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible X-Fi gateway. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radio. Berto Will is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. And you know what? I decided to make, in, in as much as I had another I had another interview that I did with a professor for today, but uh, with what's going on on Wall Street with uh, GameStop, I wanted to open the floor up. I wanted to hear what people thought. I wanted to hear, you know, because for me, this is one of the great equalizing factors, right? For me, this is something that is welcome aboard Julie Van Ostel. Welcome aboard Michael Rudnin. For me, this is something that is instrumental in our entire economy, right? This is this is much more serious than a lot of people are willing to give it, right? In other words, uh, finally we have seen a, a technique that disproves everything that you have ever, absolutely ever learned about the fraud that is the stock market. It only works... It only works if everybody is kept down and a few people manipulate and control all the things. Eric Hayes says small investors win. Not so fast. Not so fast. This is a specific thing that was targeted, that worked because it was targeted. So I want to go over that kind of stuff in detail a little bit later. But anyhow, let's go ahead and get started with what some of you are saying in the beginning. We have Michael Rudnin who says, these are just the conservatives who have had it with Trumpsters, fascists and conspiracy nutters infesting the Republican Party. Tip of the iceberg as it comes to defectors down the line. This is if the Democratic Party, this is if the Democratic Party can appeal to them with economic populist promises for stimulus checks, living wages, universal health care, debt relief, and infrastructure investment. More than 30,000 voters who had been registered members of the Republican Party have changed their voter registration in the weeks after the mob of pro-Trump supporters attacked the Capitol, an issue that led the House to impeach the former president for inciting the violence. The massive wave of defections is a virtually unprecedented exodus that could spell trouble for a party that is trying to find its way after losing the presidential race and the Senate majority and everything else. If you want to be technical about it, good point. Let's see, where did that come from? Oh, that came from the Hill. Okay. Good afternoon, uh, Julie Van Asdal. Good afternoon, Eric Hayes, Michael Rodden's uh, uh, Reddit activists defeat Wall Street. <laughs> Greg SD, I feel like the damage is just going to be passed on to people's 401k's plans. Sadly, people with 401k's generally did not choose to have them. It's just how retirement works now. Again, you, all, everything that you guys are saying is right. In fact, I had a very good friend told me, Egberto, remember that a lot of regular people are in the stock market and when these things occur, this is what happens as well. That's true. But let me tell you what control you have. You Look, we are responsible for the people that we vote into office. We are responsible for the kind of economic, economic system that we have. We are responsible for all of this. At some point, we are going to have to take the responsibility and say we are willing to educate ourselves, teach ourselves, come to programs like this, share the programs like this, etc., so that we don't allow these people to rip us off anymore. But uh, before we get started with the main program, we're going to be talking 
we we are talking about Gold Stop today, the entire program. We are talking about the stock market today, the entire program. But before that, I want to bring you something that I, I heard yesterday from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I think it's important. I think we have to keep the insurrection on the front, on the top, on the tip of our tongues all of the times. We cannot allow the insurrection to just disappear. Welcome aboard, Paul of ATL, Tank 28, Greg SD. We cannot allow at all the insurrection, the attempt to take over our country, the attempted coup, the unpatriotic, seditious insurrection by a few. We can't take that off of the table. That was a as serious an event in our country as any. This is was like that was attempting to get rid of a democratic republic. We cannot allow that to ever be off the tip of our tongues. Because people, that is how you get this to happen again. We have to get the insurrectionists. They must go to jail. They must be prosecuted to the highest extent of the law. The, the, uh, the, the enablers in Congress must be defeated, not only at the ballot box, but those who have committed enough to be expelled must be expelled from the Senate, must be expelled from Congress. We cannot allow time to attenuate what has occurred on January 6th. What occurred on January 6th has so destroyed this country's not only morale, but standing around the world. They have done material damage to our country, and they must pay. So every program that I have, in as much as we want, we're going to talk Wall Street and GameStop and all these other things, we're always going to leave a space in there to let it to remind us we have got to get, according to Algoli03, the GOP seditious traitors, we cannot allow the GOP seditious traitors to get away and somehow blend into the system. Hi, Rose Williams, blend into the system at all. So here's, here's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. The Republican Party is now Donald Trump. Actually, Donald Trump has given the Republican Party the mojo to be who they had already become. Let's listen to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and then let's take it on the other side. This term, there are legitimate white supremacist sympathizers that sit at the heart and at the core of the Republican caucus in the House of Representatives. And when you see someone like the House Minority Leader, Kevin McCarthy of the Republican Party, uh, respond to white supremacist vitriol coming from his own members, not with censure like they did with Representative Steve King of Iowa, not with, you know, being stripped of committees, not with any consequence. You have to wonder who actually has that power. And it increasingly seems, unfortunately, that in the House Republican caucus, Kevin McCarthy answers to these QAnon members of Congress, not the other way around. And that is something that, frankly, needs to be said. You know, he said he was going to pull Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene aside after her comments to Parkland activists and comments saying that Muslim Americans should not fully and freely serve in the House, that they must be forced to swear on a Bible, etc. But 
I've seen Kevin McCarthy pull someone aside before for a talking to. And that representative that I last saw him do that to was Representative Ted Yoho of Florida. And what Kevin McCarthy did was that he pulled him aside to essentially excuse his behavior, to allow it and to abet it. And Actually, Kevin McCarthy's lack of holding his own caucus accountable is one major reason why I went to the floor last year to hold Yoho accountable myself. And so when I hear that Representative McCarthy is going to pull a member aside who has made white supremacist sympathizing comments, the thing that I think is, what is he going to tell them? Keep it up? Because there are no consequences in the Republican caucus for violence. There's no consequences for racism, no consequences for misogyny, no consequences for insurrection. And no consequences means that they condone it. It means that that silence is acceptance and they want it because they know that it is a core animating political energy for them. And this is an extremely dangerous threshold that we have crossed because we are now away from acting out of fealty to their president that they had in the Oval Office. And now we are talking about fealty to white supremacist organizations as a political tool. And for, you know, Republicans that are in that caucus that are unwilling to hold that accountable or to distance themselves from it, we really need to ask ourselves what they are evolving into because- This is no longer about a party of limited government. Um, This is about something much more nefarious. It was never a party of limited government. It was always a party of limited government given support to the people, but always a government very strong in supporting corporations, very strong in supporting wars, very strong in supporting anything that would make the plutocracy a lot of money. But let's get to the issues. Uh, She enumerated that there are no consequences for any one of these issues, whether it be racism, sexism, uh, anti-Semitism. It doesn't matter what the ism is. There is not a consequence. We saw all those isms on the Capitol as the, uh, as the unpatriotic, seditious insurrectionists went and invaded the Capitol. We saw all those isms. And not one of those isms have really been called out by the rank-and-file Republican leaders, except for Romney and a couple others. But they've lo- they've, they, it's not about them losing their way. It's that they are actually allowing people to see who they are. Luckily, in this election, where we got masses on all sides coming out, we saw that the majority of Americans would not live with it, would not tolerate it. The majority of Americans are good people. And that is what's important. And that is why it is incumbent on Democrats within the next few months to make a difference. If you don't make a difference this next few months, you open the door for these guys to get in. And they were pretty incompetent in their coup this time around. The next time around, they've already had their trial run. They know what they need to clean up. They now know how to get things done the next time around. Because you know what? If we fail to perform, 
we won't have those who are urgent, who are, who are really pushing us to succeed because we would have already failed. So we better get our act together. Okay, let me, let me kind of, uh, since before we get into the stock market and all of that, let me kind of uh, counter my brother Lee Grant here. Lee Grant says, keep an eye in. Egberto's insurrection might distract folks from the leftist violence and destruction of BLM, Antifa, and others. First, let me tell you, uh, don't, Lee, I know you're living at home somewhere. You're not out in the streets seeing all this violence that you see on Fox News or all this violence that you see on OAN or all this violence that you see on, what's that other network? Um, News, Newsmax. I know that. Newsmax, OAN, and Fox News. They take a bit of footage and they blow it up and they make it seem like there are these huge riots occurring in, in Portland. No. There are uh, there is a staged there is a stage action and I have people out there. There is a stage action in Portland at the courthouse next to the park where people are camped out. It's almost like an Occupy Wall Street, a permanent camp where people are camped out and every night they go out and they do mischief to get the attention of the government because they are there for a particular activist purpose. Black lives matter. They are there to say, we are here to support black lives that are being murdered by police officers. We are there to support, as, uh, uh, or rather, we are there to fight against systemic racism. They have a real purpose. It is just like the founding fathers did their activism. In their case, they did it with a gun. But they did their activism for, what again? Taxation without representation and freedom from the crown. Let's, let's understand this. Black Lives Matter has a purpose. Antifa is not a group. Antifa is an ideology, an anti-fascist ideology at all costs. Okay? Understand these concepts before you try to equate them to a a seditious, unpatriotic insurrection. Those people are trying to overthrow a government. BLM is trying to reform a government that kills a particular set of people. There is a humongous difference. And you can choose not to understand that. Many, many choose not to understand that. Some of them because they just can't believe it. Others because of their own racial biases. But if you don't understand what BLM represents, you do have a racial bias. Because if you see what the state has been doing to black and brown people, to people of color, if you see that the jails are, uh, if you see that the same crimes get different results in court, if you see that the same action get different actions and reactions from police officers, based on one's hue, if you refuse to see that, you have to ask yourself, why? I am a professional. I am not out here trying to race bait items ever. But I myself, when a police officer is behind me, my, my heart is my, in my throat. So let me tell you, there are two different actions. 
One is an action of, one is a correct action, a correct protest. The other one is simply a racist act attempting to overthrow a government. Please remember that, my brothers and my sisters. There is not an equivalence here. There is no equivalence whatsoever. Okay, let me continue. Uh, let's see. Let's see. If I, before I continue with the Wall Street, uh, Lee Grant left was in support after cops did violence against those activists who until that point were nonviolent. Imagine protests against, against which activists? Uh, you forgot these guys. The insurrectionists broke down the thing. They beat up on cops and the, not one of them got shot. One woman got shot. After she actually broke into the uh, speaker's uh, lounge, one person got shot and killed. But the police out there was very, very patient with insurrectionists, people attempting to overthrow the government. Uh, let's see what else is here. Did the BLM people attempt to overthrow the government? No, they did not. You're right about that, the duck that quacks. Uh, let's see. Yes, so condone. Let's see what else I have here before I go on. Why? Thank you, Tank. To <laughs> no, that's a, that's a conversation. Okay, I am going to get into the program with the stock market in a minute. Let's see what else is here. Before hi again, Tank. Oh, you're talking to Tank Twenty Eight. I uh, keep an. Eye. I read that already. Uh, let's see what else is here. See if anybody answered that. Why continuing, continuing, continue? Okay, Egberto Cool with uh, no. The charge of white supremacists level with a very broad brush. I hear that hard work being on time and science and reason are aspects of whiteness. So how will PDR be on any uh, on at any old time? Let's see. The charge of white supremacy leveled a, with a very broad brush. No, it's not. Actually, it is not leveled with a broad brush at all. Uh, what's going on here? My thing is kind of flying. Uh, uh, being on time and science... And reason or aspects of whiteness. Uh, so how will PDR? Whoa, 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 Lee Grant. Did I really understand that you said that? I thought I I thought better of you. What would? You, what did you want? What did you want to do to me by saying whiteness mean being on time? Whiteness mean being. What is the other word that you use? Uh, let's see. Whiteness. Let, let me get to Lee Grant. Lee Grant is funny. Lee Grant is funny. Lee Grant, folks, I want you to listen to what Lee Grant. The charge of white supremacy is leveled with a very broad brush. I hear that hard work, be, hard work, being on time, and science and reason are aspects of whiteness. Really? Where did you hear that? I, I, I think you're being facetious. I don't think that is coming from from your heart. But let me let me qualify that for you. No. I don't know where you got that, or I don't know where you got the belief that there are, there are people who believe that. Being on time or, or all that's good. Yeah, there, there is a theory out there, what's right is white, that white supremacy pushes. That's true. Unfortunately, we all know the truth about that, right? So I don't think it's necessary for you to go there, uh, Brother Grant. I don't think it's necessary. Lived it says, not to switch topics, but Henry Enrique Tarrio, the black Latino leader of the Proud Boys, has been uh, outed as an informant, is in the call in a future available. Uh, oh, he's an informant. I didn't know that. I just saw a, a thing pass across the note, but I didn't know that he was outed as an informant. I, I am not sure that I believe it yet, but I'm going to go ahead and read the article and see what it says 
uh, about that. But uh, that would be interesting if he was an informant in the group and that the informant in the group happened to be a black Latino. I'm a black Latino. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Okay, let's see. Bridge MCP says, science and reason are signs of what? <laughs> Bridge, I know it is funny. It is funny, the statement. But look, I think what uh, Lee Grant was doing there is putting out a statement that uh, a lot of people like to put out there uh, as if, you know, the bastion of goodness. I don't, I don't have to pull down another side. I don't have to pull down one culture to elevate another culture. So I won't do that. All I have to say is all cultures have their stereotypes. All cultures have uh, their goodness. And all cultures also have some history, many of them at times, not good. So, I mean, it, it is a human thing because all cultures are manned and created by what again? Humans. So you would expect that out of humans. Lee Grant, Smithsonian. Uh, what, what did you say, Lee? It just scrolled. I'm having some issues with the scroll on this thing. I don't know what it's doing. Uh, let's see. Tank 28. Let, let me get. Smithsonian Museum apologizes for saying hard work, rational thought is white culture. Oh, that's what you're saying. I figured that didn't come from your heart, Lee Grant. See, I, you see how... You, you see how I just don't jump to conclusions, my brother? You see that? Are you going to give me kudos for that, Lee Grant? I just knew you've been here all the time that you couldn't possibly believe that uh, something as silly as that. So, you know, so you explain what you were trying to say. Recent news. Brokerage moves hit group of hot stocks. Robinhood markets and interactive brokers joined that growing group of firms. Stop trading. Yeah, let me tell you something. That's, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Let me show you how scared Wall Street is. They're calling this a populist move, and they're making it look like it's a problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner or plumber signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy touch-free qr code payments shop safe with paypal introducing touch-free payments from paypal a safe way for your customers to pay simply download the paypal app and display your own unique qr code for your customers to scan whether you're a market seller i'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber Poodle pamperer, piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. Political veterans in Washington have a warning for Wall Street in wake of this Reddit-driven short squeeze. Eamon Jabbers joins us now to explain. Eamon? 
Yeah, John, that's right. There's a whole group of political consultants here in Washington who are watching this GameStop situation uh, with fascination and also with some familiarity. They argue that what we're seeing here is a financial version of the type of populism that we've seen in American politics over the past decade or so with the Trump MAGA movement and also uh, going back to Occupy Wall Street. So a couple of similarities that they're spotlighting for me in my conversations with them. Uh, and then also some of the lessons learned from Washington here uh, as you think about how this movement might take shape going forward. So first of all, the similarities here in terms of the populist piece of what we're seeing in the financial markets. One is the rage and economic anxiety that we're seeing being expressed in these actions. Uh, the belief that elites are rigging the system here against the little guy. Uh, and the fact that technology equalizes the playing field, both in the communications technologies and also in the trading technologies, the ability to participate. The memification of the message is similar here. Uh, the virality of some of these communications enabling an exponentially larger group of people to be exposed to these messages. Uh, the element of nostalgia for a better time, you know, make America great again was literally about making America a great again, hearkening back to a time in the past. Uh, people are explaining to me that the lure of GameStop is that this is a company that a lot of these investors remember from their childhood, a better time before COVID uh, and before the economic troubles of today distrust of the media and a willing embrace of risk. They, they know the risks here, uh, the populists do, and they're willing to do it anyway. So what are the lessons learned here and sort of the, the Washington message? Well, uh, one is that this mixture of fun and a moral or political cause is an extremely potent force. The pool of potential people here who would participate in this is nearly unlimited. Uh, their advice is to understand your critics, if you're a member of the Wall Street establishment, and don't think this is someone else's fight. Pay attention here to what these critics are saying and try to understand the social dynamics of the movement that we're in right now, Carl. So fascinating look at the populism of the markets from a political lens. Man, these guys are scared you know what. Because like I told you, this is more serious than you would ever imagine. You see, all these technical instruments Used to be. And by the way, Julie, thank you so kindly for your kudos. Love you, girl. Let me tell you something, guys. Here's the deal. Whenever we think about Wall Street, we think about these bastions of finance that went to these expensive business schools, the Macomb School of Business, Princeton, Harvard, and as if there's something great there, right? But the basic thing is... What they're doing is not that complicated. In fact, I think it was Rudnan who sent me a little piece that uh, when this part, I think it was an article he sent, when this particular guy went to work for one of these big firms, they said, you only need the degree to get in here, but we can teach you everything you need to learn to do what we do in a week. And to which I said, actually, not a week. In a day. It's not hard to understand shorts. It's not hard to understand puts and gets like I did, like I explained a few um, uh, in the last show. All these things are very simple things. Now, there are statistical models that people put on based on the behavior of people and so forth to try to judge how certain things would happen. Now, that requires statistical training, etc. But most of what goes on on Wall Street doesn't do anything like that. These are just people thinking of coming up with instruments. How can I make a buck by using somebody else's money? 
I don't do anything. I didn't do anything to earn it. But how can I make a dollar from using somebody else's money and then giving them some of it? That's what Wall Street is. Nothing more. Nothing more. I take your money. And guess what? A lot of times I am taking the money of rich people who took your money to get rich and richer and to enrich the Wall Streeters. And why this scares them so much is because what the little guy did, and I want you to understand this, brothers and sisters, what the little guy did is they realized how these things are simple techniques and if everybody take advantage of it, it falls on its face. Let me give an example. We have enough people in this country to put in 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, $50, $100, right? We have enough money in the system where we can take down all the big guys. You know, because all those guys that are shorting all these many companies, these big firms, you know what they did today? They ran and got out of positions because they didn't know who was going to hit, get hit next. Where we say, hey, ACD, go buy that stock now. Let's raise the price of that stock and we destroy a whole lot of people that have been making money on doing nothing for years. At the same time that they didn't want to pay taxes, at the same time that they didn't want to pay the whatever it was required to make sure people had health care to make they're getting free money already. They're getting free money. But they don't want to put anything back into a system that has given them a free ride. Man, it's so it's so deep and simple. It is so deep and simple. And you know what is the best part about it? Americans are starting to understand that the markets are a fraud. They are starting to understand that the markets are fraudulent. I want you to check this out. Okay, actually, we're at halftime, so I need to go ahead and do my pitch. Folks, if you're just joining us, this is a program that goes deeper than what you're going to see on TV. We're going to talk more about the depths of subjects of interest. Example, like what we had here with the, uh, what is it, GameStop, etc. You don't hear the whole story. You don't hear that GameStop was an, is a perfect example of how to bring down hedge funds that create absolutely nothing. You know what they say, right? They say, oh, we create these instruments. They create instruments like collars. I used to study all these things on Wall Streets, okay? They create things like collars that allow somebody who has a lot of money and invested to take risks. But if their risk doesn't pan out, because they have a collar, the downside is not as down and they still make a few bucks. I mean, there are all these instruments that these guys just pull out of their you-know-what to create so that you don't lose money even if you make a bad bet. But here's the kicker, folk. Somebody's losing something. And guess who? It's, it's always you. Whether it is that the, the position that they do causes a company's stock to crash, you may, you may own uh, stock options in your company. You may, oh, you may have gotten paid with, with, with stocks. You may have 
uh, some people may have gotten laid off because the stock price went too low and they can no longer capitalize the company to keep you employed. So all these techniques that are occurring on the top to make a few people rich have a material effect. They can't say, oh, well, that's it, financial markets. It doesn't really affect the engineering firm. It doesn't affect, it does affect it. It's your money and it's your job and it's your economy. And ultimately, the the, the, the monies that they're taking is to make sure that they never, ever lose. And they are taking it from you. Now, uh, before I continue with, with this pastor, I want you to listen to this pastor but before I go there, what I want to do is the following. Uh, remember, what we do is we try to go in detail. And if you ask specific questions, we also um, answer those. Because what happens is even the media, as much as they're hyperventilating about game, game, uh, game, what is it? Game host? Game, game spot. They can't go into certain areas because they can't come out and say the stock market is a fraud. And not only is the stock market is a fraud, it's, a, it's always on very shaky ground. Because tomorrow, there are enough of us, there are four point something million people on uh, Wall Street bets right now. They have the possibility to crash the market tomorrow. That's how, that is how fragile this market is. They could crash the market tomorrow if that is what their goal really was. What their goal really is, I think, is to take out shorts. They want to take out the hedge funds, etc. But they have the possibility of crashing the market tomorrow. And that is why Wall Street is so scared. Elizabeth Warren, what did she say? Elizabeth Warren says, it's funny because you guys have been using the market as a casino for a long time. And now that the retail investor, meaning the masses, are going to try to do that, you're going to say... Oh, no, they can't do that. You have to protect them. Think about it. So here's the deal. No, Eric, the market helped you, Egberto, so why are you bashing it as you use it really right? Um, sir, don't you get it, Eric? Eric, don't you get it? I am saying the design of the market is all wrong. Because it, 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 it is biased for rich people. And I am trying to make sure that people like me and you can actually honestly use a market system in a manner that can earn everybody monies who want to do it the right way. That's all. That's all. But anyhow, those of you that are listening right now, if you see that book on the screen, I suggest I ask you so kindly. It's worth it. Please go ahead and get my book. I talk about some of these issues in both, both of my books, is uh, it's worth it. And my other book called, uh, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom. Check it out. Uh, I just put that link in the feed. Uh, likewise, I am going to put another link. Uh, that is, if you, if you want to get it at Starbucks, you can also get my book at my store. At uh, my store, we cut out the middle person. And by cutting out the middle person, I make a few more dollars so I can support doing more work on the show. But we need your support. Those of you who are on YouTube or elsewhere, please click that button that says join. Please become a member of our, our posse. Bridge MCP calls it the PDR Posse. And I'm pretty sure Bridge is going to type in join the PDR Posse sometime because she's always there. She always have our backs. 
So join the PDR Posse. And it's very simple. Click the Join button. You can also support us by going ahead and give us a super chat. But if you are not on YouTube right now, you can still become a part of our YouTube Posse by going to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Again, that is politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. But we do need your support. We do need your support. Without your support, we are nothing. We can't get the message out. You can also become what we call a Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. I just placed it there, politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Thank you for becoming a member. Coop 33 love you. Coop 33 just became a part of our independent media posse. Who else is going to come up and join our independent media posse other than Haikoop333? I know you can do it, and I know you want to do it. Let's go ahead and support politics and right. All right, we also you can also support us via PayPal as well, and that is at politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal, politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. Again, I want to thank you so kindly, uh, Haikoop. 33, High Coop 33, three, actually High Coop 333, High Coop 333. And Breach MCP says to High Coop 333, welcome. By the way, Egberto, to say some information is incorrect because it came from Fox AOAN. Um, no, uh, you know, let me, let me tell you, you're correct, Lee Grant. Lee, you're right. I cannot just say that a message from Fox or Newsmax is incorrect just for the sake of saying that. My apologies. You are correct. However, those are the if those are the networks informing you on what BLM is, what Antifa is, on those issues, they are incorrect and wrong. I hope my correction satisfies what I really should have said. But you're correct about that, Lee Grant. I can't just blanket say those guys are bad. In general, they're inflammatory. In general, they give a lot of bad information. But there, you can also uh, get good information, some of them, at times. So you're correct for... You, know, you see what I tell you guys? You can call me out. You can call me out. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's that simple. If all of us could take that position, in other words, uh, if we could all take the position that said, oh, damn, you, you, you forced me to think. You forced me to look at it again. We could actually make progress. And I'm talking about politically as well. If we don't have to be, if we don't have to feel like I am going to hold on to this position because I am not going to, I'm not going to bend to you, Lee Grant. I'm not going to bend to what Lee Grant just told me. Egberto, you're wrong for saying that everything that comes out of Fox News is wrong. You're wrong for saying that, Egberto. Well, damn it, Lee Grant. I was wrong for saying that. Now think about if we could have people doing that. And you too, Lee. Think about it. Think about if you could say, damn, let me take a second look at that. Right? We could get a lot of stuff accomplished. We can get a lot of stuff accomplished. Anyway, I want you to listen to this pastor, and then we'll take it on the other side. 
One of those real t retail investors, Justin Speak, pastor at an evangelical church in Huntington Beach, California. Justin, good morning. Thanks for being on. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me, Hallie. So, I understand you got involved in this whole GameStop investment thing last week. Why? Yeah, my wife and I, we got involved. We discovered Wall Street Bets on Reddit back in about early February, and we kind of dabbled at times. But uh, people made some very convincing arguments. Um, it's risky because we are doing options investing, but people made it good arguments that said, I think this is going to go up. Um, and so we thought, well, there's no singular voice on Reddit. There's not one person telling us what's going to happen. And so on Friday morning, uh, we, we saw that the options, it was going to cost us $35, risking $35. Uh, and so we bought five options at uh, 6.30 in the morning, and by 9.30 in the morning, those five options were worth $1,250. So we took some out, um, bought 10 shares at GameStop with it, and those shares are now worth $4,000 on their own. So all told, how much did you make? How much have you made in the last you know, six, seven days off this? Well, I guess it's not, I haven't made it until I sell it. I think that's probably a good way to define it, but that's we're up right now in theory, about thirty nine hundred to four thousand, or to over four thousand dollars, depending on what's happening to GameStop right this second. Do you have plan? Did you ever expect it to be sort of what it is now? And did you get in in order to? You talk about sort of thinking that maybe the company could rise. Was part of it that you wanted to sort of stick it to the Wall Streeters, as we've heard from some others in your position? Yeah, I mean, I think there was a confidence that this was a, a real thesis that this would go up. But I also, I'd be lying to say if. It, there wasn't some pleasure out of the fact, you know, I, I'm a pastor and Jesus tells a story about this rich fool who has an overabundant harvest that's more than he can store. And rather than give the excess to those in needs, he chooses to, to build bigger and bigger barns to store it for himself. And, and God says to him in the end, you know, this very night, your life will be demanded from you and who will get what you've prepared for yourself. And so since 2008, it feels like Wall Street has had an overabundant harvest financed by public money. And rather than share the billions with the less fortunate, they've built bigger and bigger barns for themselves. And so, yeah, I was 100 percent. There was a part of me that thought, well, it will be fun to be a part of this moment, to see this moment where at some level overnight, these investors are losing their investing lives. It's being demanded from them. Uh, and they're left wondering what what they get, what who's going to get what they had prepared for themselves. There's obviously a risk also involved here for you and for some of the other sort of smaller retail investors, um, given sort of where the, the numbers are right now. How much longer do you plan to stay in this thing? Um, that's a really great question. Uh, my wife and I are talking about that regularly. I think right now we're confident that it's still moving up, that there's no the short position. They can't get out of their position yet. And we're confident that we're, we're relatively safe going forward. But at the same time, we're not going to invest more than we feel like we're comfortable losing. I mean, this all started with $35 for us. So we're not talking about a huge risk. Um, and when you put that up against the fact that the people that are doing this, the people that uh, are, are betting on GameStop, as some people have put it, they're people with story after story of uh, losing their, their family, losing their homes in 2008. They're watching their parents' retirement disappear, of feeling like the people that were supposed to protect us are asleep at the wheel. And so when you think about it in those terms, 35 bucks seems well worth it. I don't know if you guys remember what I said yesterday. Yesterday when, uh, when uh, Bridge MCP said, Egberto, wait a minute, does that mean that all those folks on, uh, on Reddit at the uh, Wall Street bets, they're going to lose? And in that case, what's the point? No, and I said, no, they don't necessarily lose. Some will lose, not all of them. Some have already paid off their college loan. Some have already bought a car, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, I, you know, I tell you what, Breach, let's make a deal, Breach. I am going to make a PDR Posse Cup. 
give me the design you want. Since you are the PDR Posse Pro, give me the design of the PDR Posse Cup, and I'm going to make that the PDR Posse Cup. Please go ahead and, and do that for me. And I, I, that is your, and, and I'll make sure and put a little signature that says Bridge MCP on the corner that I can put it there, like that, you know, that thing. So let's, let's do that. And, and that cup will be ready in a few days if you go ahead and give us the graphic design for that. Um, anyhow, folks, listen. The pastor said something that a lot of millennials that I talk to say. And also, the pastor said something that a lot of good boomers, good Gen Xers, good everybody, they're thinking, you know what? These guys have been abusing us for a long time. Let's just take a little bit of meat out of their hide collectively. In other words, we're, even if we lose a few dollars to do it, we do it because it is the it is an honorable thing to do, right? And the pastor said that. The pastor said, you know, I, it's it's great if I make a little bit of money doing this. And where's the money coming from that he's gonna make out of the height of the the, the that fourteen point one billion dollars? That's that's right. This little group, well, it's not little anymore. It's four million people. They took fourteen point one billion dollars out of the hides of the edge funds hedge funds think about that that was the retail investors taking their revenge 18 14 billion dollars very good and you know why it's a good thing because these the, the when when they shorted that and the, the monies that they were thinking about making that was coming from the companies coming from you in the long run in the long run so, uh, understand that there are a lot of people out there that sees this for exactly what it is, right? And they are actively doing something about it. Okay, um, let me see where I go from here. Because I had an interview that I, but it was 31 minutes and I wanted to talk more about the stock market beforehand. So, let me go ahead and start going down the list. This thing I've been misbehaving, I hope it starts behaving now, the the, the Thing here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to welcome my brothers and my sisters, and I'm going to try to start answering stuff. Okay, Jewel. Everybody should definitely come to Baltimore. We have a way of speaking to each other through food. It's really renewed for me, my love of what I do. It's going to take something far stronger than a pandemic to defeat us. All of these businesses are taking precautions to make sure that everyone is safe. We're ready. See what we've got going on. Plan your visit at Baltimore.org. What's the recipe for surprising the kids, treating yourself, and ditching dish duty? Ordering your Pizza Hut babes like original pan, original stuffed crust, and more. Order now at PizzaHut.com. No one out pizzas the hut. Prices and participation vary. Start at Julie. Julie Van Asdel. Welcome aboard. The Duck That Quacks. Welcome aboard. AVQ. Welcome aboard. Oh, I lived it says that I wasn't necessarily wrong about OAN because it was funded by the Russian stuff. I think uh, uh, AVQ asked you for corroboration on that. But here's the deal. The reason I went ahead and still say that Lee Grant is right is that you have people like Wallace at, uh, at um, Fox News and others. Every now and then you'll hear some real good info, correct info, things that aren't lies. So he's in, in, the, abs, in, the, ab, ab, in the aggregate, he rather... In the absolute, he is correct that 
they're, everything that they say wouldn't be lies. So I had to go ahead and cop to that. I think it was my risk. It, to, keep, to keep what I believe in, I think I had to do that. Okay. All right, continuing. Let's see. Science and reason are science. No, that, well, we did that already. Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. AVQ, Tank 28, Lee Grant, AVQ. Let's see who else is here. Uh, lived it. I think I saluted you already. Lived it. Julie Henderson, welcome aboard and thank you for those kudos. Love it. Uh, let's see who else is here. Para ver quién más está aquí. The Duck That Quacks. Man, anytime I hear that name, it just kind of rolls off the tongue. The duck that quacks. Let's see. Tank insult. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's continue. Let's continue. Okay. Continuing. I think I'm going to get to other folks. Norman Reynolds says, some of, some of employees of these companies are quants. Very smart people that predict behavior based on given game, but the game is a pyramid scheme. Muchas gracias por eso. You're absolutely right. Chris McVeigh. Uh, corporate Bailouts are now or how they handle it when they lose their bets. So we pay. We always pay. You're so correct. Interestingly, AOC, this is from Reynolds. Interestingly, AOC is asking for an explanation for these companies that are halting the trade. Expect the pressure is being put on them by bigger fish. Yes, they are. You know they are. Charlie Lindell, my brother, how you doing? Check out this movie. It's called The Hummingbird Project. I better... I saw that you put a lot of stuff in there, and what I'm going to do is I just like just like our brother um, AVQ uh, uh, Rudnan. I guess I got to put some of that in here. Thank you for that movie. Norman Reynolds ever watched Margin Call? Uh, that's another one. I better put that one in there. Margin Call. I'm going to find all these movies so that I can uh, do something with them and. If, if, if they're simple enough for people, you know, suggest them. Al Gali 03, welcome aboard. Charles Lindahl, welcome aboard. Eric Hayes, of course, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Who else we've got? I know I've saw quite a few more. E2247, welcome aboard. Paul Fleming, welcome aboard. ATL, I think is uh, my brother Paul. He says, what I'm trying to understand, why they wouldn't trust the media when people of color have been plastered on the news for crimes. That's white people have feared us living next door to them. Again, you know, I take, let me tell you the position I take, Paul. And I think it's important, right? People have been conditioned by the media. If I, I went to China. And when I went to China, uh, I remember... But, you know, the, the kids used to run up to me and rub on my hand, rub on my hand. They wanted to see if the black would run up, uh, rub off, right? And I had two partners. One was Chinese, uh, Taiwanese, and the other one was white. We were three. We had a company called PWL, and we went to do a, a project in China to build a login, an oil login system. And I was the main engineer there. Jerry was the hardware guy, and, and, and the other guy was a physicist. And we went over there, and uh, they, they laughed. They said, hey, brother, we're going to put you on a pedestal, and, let, and, and we're going to start charging $1 for a touch. You know, we were having fun, all that good stuff. But there's one thing I noticed as the engineer there, right? I was the engineer. Thank you, Rose Williams, for being a member of the, the PDR Posse. Love you, girl. I was the only black one, the Chinese. The, the funny thing about it is the person that got the least respect in China was a Chinese guy. I got respect only after one point. 
This company had bought a login system that this thing is that you put the, you put these tools in the oil well and you log the well so you can know at what what levels you have oil hydrocarbons etc and I had programmed a part of that for um, for addresser atlas and I got no respect initially in China and then we are at this big table full of engineers and I didn't know that they bought the atlas pro- product FSIS 11. So when I found out they bought FSIS 11, I said, oh, I worked on FSIS 11. In fact, I designed the idle loop. The idle loop was the thing that goes around and, and checked all the different processes to bring the data in. And, you know, they kind of shooed me off or whatever. And when I said idle loop, there's another engineer there, and they could barely speak English, but another engineer there looked for idle loop, and he saw Egberto Willie's idle loop and the section of the code. And he goes to the engineers and he said, hey, look, Egberto Willie's, Egberto Willie's. And this is a piece of, this is some code that's this big in pages, right? It's Egberto Willie's, Egberto Willie's. And from then, I was no longer their instantiation of a black man. I was the engineer who wrote part of FSIS 11 for Dresser Atlas. But where did they get that impression of who I was? Movies. What we export overseas. So I give people the benefit of the doubt initially. And I think we all should. The duck that quacks. Thank you so kindly for that super chat. Love you, brother. I give people the benefit of the doubt. And the thing about it is after you have been educated on an issue, if you keep your same sentiment, then you may be a homophobe, a racist, and all those other things. If after you have been informed, you say, oh, I guess I was misinformed. So that's the case. And that's what I'm saying. I've gone through that iteration so many different times, and there are two options to take. And I can't, I can't hold anybody hostage for the option they take. Not everybody's as patient as I am. In fact, I never used to be patient. I've developed that over time. So what I'm trying to say is we, if we really want to make change, and this goes with Wall Street, this goes with anything, we have to first, like a, a friend of mine saw one of my blogs that I did on Wall Street, and she thought I just hated it, and so she sent me some information that showed how a lot of regular people are dependent on Wall Street, etc. She's right. I, am not, I have nothing against people on Wall Street, the, 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 our investors that are on Wall Street that are playing the game that was given to them. What I have is after we've explained that we are having a legal exploitation of the masses, those who own stocks, it's a legal exploitation of the masses. I'm not asking you to give up your stock and give up your retirement because it's the game that we were given and we we're playing. What I, I am asking you is that after learning about how these things work, help us make the change that won't hurt you badly, but that will give others the option to grow, that will give others the option to be a part of this egalitarian, an egalitarian society. We don't ha- To protect ourselves, we don't have to continue to keep people down. In fact, it is better... If we have to take lesser growth to make sure that others are made whole. And that's all I'm saying. 
That's all I am saying. And all of that comes, all of that comes from many, many, uh, just, just not being an ideological ideologue, right? So those are some of the things that I want to put in there. Okay, we are coming close to the end of the show. Once again, I want to... I want to urge you, I want to, con- I, I want to ask you folks to go ahead and get my book. My book is called, how, the latest one is called, How to Talk to Your Right Wing. Uh, uh, it's worth it. How to, and, I, and when I say it's worth it, one of, one of the interviews that I did for the book, they said, why did you call it It's Worth It? And I said, because a lot of people tell me what I'm doing isn't worth it. You know what I mean? I have friends in here that tells me. Tell me what I'm doing isn't worth it. These people can't change that. It doesn't make sense wasting your time with people. To which I say, well, you know, some people feel that and abide by that. I don't. I feel it's okay to talk. But if you, if you feel like that, it's okay too. So please go ahead and get my book. It's called uh, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. Um, you can get it at the link that I just gave you, or you can go to our store, store.politicsandright.com, or politicsandright.com slash store. And I have all my other books there as well. Uh, class Warfare, the only, it's, as I see it, Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. And as well, as well, you can become a Patreon by going to politicsandright.com slash Patreon. politicsandright.com slash Patreon, or you can support us via PayPal. How you do that? Politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Look, guys, I know you could be anywhere. You could be absolutely anywhere, but you're here with us. You're here with our team. You're here with the PDR Posse. And let me tell you something. If our queen of the PDR Posse, meaning Bridge MCP, if she decides that she wants to design that cup logo, it's going to be a logo designed by her, and I'll put her a little in, in script in there that makes, that put it under there that says Bridge MCP. But if she doesn't want to do it, I'll go ahead and spend some time to do it. But, I mean, I just like when, you know, we, we kind of have you guys kind of be a part of the whole thing. And if you guys have some design or some stuff that you'd like to see with politics done right on our stuff, let me have it. Because, you know, it, there's nothing like having the community, you know what I mean? Nothing like having the community uh, that, that, you know, we're all participative in the, in the community. Anyhow, look, love you guys. Um, I couldn't do this without you. Um, and when I tell you that I started this really in an altruistic manner, I gave up a lot to do this. But I, it's something that I love doing. So it isn't like, a, a, it's not a burden. It's what I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely love to do. And I am humbled that people, as many people that we have, both on, you know, on the different channels, the, one, the people who listen to, the, to it later on, the people who listen to it on podcasts, the people who send me emails and saying, look, thank you, keep up doing what you're doing. Because, you know, like I said, um, we do a, uh, what is the word that I want to use? We all learn together. We all learn together. And nobody knows everything. Nobody. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Unright. And you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! 
we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer. <laughs> piano tuner or plumber signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy touch-free qr code payments shop safe with paypal